Oh, go for it. Sean, are you crazy? That's a walking dead guy. Sean, please don't die. Are... are you dead? Dead? Does Mom know about him? No, only us. Hey, guys, get over here! He's great! listening to a podcast exploring faith and fear, what scares us and what saves us. This is The Fear of God. Hello, and welcome back to your favorite podcast at the intersection of faith and fear, where every week we discuss what scares us in order to find what saves us. This is the fear of God. Speaking to you right now is one of your hosts, Nathan Rouse, and listeners typically with me is fellow co-host Reed Lackian, and he was here, but he did mention he needed to go get his Stephen King rules t-shirt out of the wash. I'm sure he'll be back smelling just fresh and clean. In the meantime, allow me to welcome you listeners back to the Fear of God podcast into an all-new series begun last week, which was basically going to take us through the end of the year, an otherwise unconnected collection of films that are part of a series we are calling Foggle Wieners. Why Foggle Wieners, you might say? Because we want to. And also because it is born of submissions given at Foggoween a few weeks ago. That's right. Everyone who attended Foggoween and they got there by being patrons. So you too can become a patron and attend Foggoween and possibly submit for Foggoweeners next year. Uh, They submitted a film that we had not yet covered and that they wanted to hear us talk about. And so was born the Foggoweener. Last week, we sprayed the house for spiders with director of Dune, Denis Villeneuve's Two Jakes for the Price of One, Arachnopus Enemy. For this week, we crack open Van Halen's diary, get our little sister, our dog, and that undead monster of Dr. Riedenstein as we discuss 1987's The Goonies meets Universal Monsters mashup Monster Squad, directed by Fred Decker and co-written by the Predator's own Shane Black. But before we lie about being virgins, permit me to remind you listeners that here at the fear of God, we explore. We don't explain except for right now when I explain that you can find every fog and fear of God thing imaginable at the fear of God podcast.com. Things like how to support us on Patreon. So you too can join Vagoween and other events like it in the future, as well as essays, team bios, episode archives, merchandise. (laughs) Hey, brother, we bid you welcome. <laughs> Reed, we're gonna Perfect. get we're gonna get to the old monster squad but very oh, quick business indeed. time i only have mm. one thing and that is Reed. inexplicably mm. 
<laughs> actually <laughs> it's somewhat explicable and that's we're old uh but um <laughs> our 300th episode is forthcoming uh, it is, I, I can't believe what six weeks away maybe that yeah. not even that i don't know four like or five that. yeah ooh, oh, ooh, ooh. read the other day man. i thought about texting you this and i forgot and now here's a perfect opportunity did you know read it's 2022 mm-hmm. 2022 did you know we graduated from college 20 years ago <laughs> wow <laughs> my soul left my body <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought about that the other day. I was like, Reed and I have officially, and because early, wow. early uh, fear of God, we would talk about the loosey goosey nature of twenty years, almost twenty years, almost yeah, twenty years. Like we've almost been friends. Years we years. have breached it's definitive. That line. Yeah, it's definitive. It's, no, no, you no, it's and not I were, almost twenty years anymore. It's not even twenty years anymore. It is it's over more than years. Yeah, it's yeah. it's more than twenty years because you and I were friends for at least the back half of college. Like uh, I, I can't remember exactly. Yep when we connected, uh, but it was definitely for most of college experience. So yeah, the fact that we graduated 20 years ago, wow, dang, mm-hmm. we're old. I feel, I, it. <laughs> I feel it in the air. <laughs> oh man. What am I trying to quote there? I don't it's, know. Uh, I missed it. Of, beginning of fellowship in the ring. It's uh Galadriel's. Oh, okay. The world has changed. The world uh, anyway, has changed. Sorry. I know that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, That's, 20 years. Wow. Times times a wasting read. I can think of far worse ways to spend twenty years of your life. Um, so, yeah, right. this is, yeah and we're gonna it's cap good. it all off and tie it off with a bow with episode three hundred. Look at uh, that. You know, you'll find out soon enough, listener. What episode <laughs> three hundred will will involve? <laughs> indeed, indeed, you will. <laughs> um, read so. That's, that's all the business I got. Do you have any business? You feel no, 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 no. no. Okay. Uh, it's it, we're rounding the end of the year. That it's going to be kind of light on business, and so w- yeah, well, awesome. you say that, but, but, but here's the one, next six things that you need to be mindful yes. of. <laughs> one, you always need to be submitting for the foggies. Foggy foggies are going to be here before you know it. Yep. The year is about to close, and the foggies are only valid for the year of this calendar. What? What? What are you laughing at? Who dubbed us the who time? Who, no, <laughs> show me another one. Who, <laughs> who dubbed us the foggy mountain, the foggy bottom boys? Who dubbed I us? I don't that? remember that, uh, but I, I love it. Some, somebody dubbed us the foggy bottom boys. I, I am just, a man of constant it. sorrow. I, it feels you know, these days. So I don't know this, and I, and I hope I'm not insulting somebody. To, but in my mind, that feels like it was dubbed. We were dubbed that by Abby Doosnap, who okay. submitted this film. Well, that would be but, appropriate. But but I so Karmic. but but maybe maybe I'm just thinking that because I know that she submitted this film I can't, I can't remember somebody dubbed us Foggy Bottom Boys and I think that's delightful and uh, if, if it was not Foggy Bottom Boy dance. yes exactly if it was not Abby please listener chime in take the credit where credit is due somebody dubbed us Foggy Bottom Boys and I just want to give appropriate credit because that's delightful I think that's awesome anyway a gopher yes. a gopher would neither abate nor abet my hunger. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, we in a tight spot. <laughs> so, <laughs> and stay out of the Woolworth. Oh, I love that movie. Um, I'm the Patafamilias. <laughs> he's bona fide. Um, okay, so uh, uh, the business time being, or the business note being addressed, there was Foggy. Submit the Foggies. 
You've been mm-hmm. watching horror movies, people. If you haven't been submitting, it's time. Go. It's easy. It's easy. We made it easy for you. Go to the website. It, click Foggies. Do it now. Do it. Get to the Foggies. <laughs> so there's that. And soon, r- believe it or not, Reed, this is going to be sooner than we kind of want to admit. Soon, we're going to be asking for submissions for our February. February. Indeed. Yeah. February. Every anyway. top. Yeah. Top of every year, we are going to be covering the highlights of the previous year. So, yep, yep, be mindful and be submitting. You know what that makes me think of? What? That we should go to the patron movie. And now about this movie yay um read happy during foggling 2022 uh or shall i say bonita banshee um <laughs> uh offered the monster squad um indeed I- I had never seen the Monster Squad. I was going to ask you. So, yeah, I was going to I was going to start with was this your first time knowing about it slash hearing about it slash watching it? Um, it has circled. It has it has danced on the periphery of fear of okay. God. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, so I was not unfamiliar with the title. Um, I did not know much beyond that. Got it. Uh, okay. So this is my first time. Okay. Do you want me to say more or would you like to offer? Your um, sort of no, history? but uh, I, I do want to know what your experience of it was. Like, what were your thoughts about it? Just, you know, sort of general. Don't have to dive well, do, too deep. Do this, share do this first. You, you, I, I am genuinely curious because you and I have never talked about this oh. movie. What is your history with it? And then I'll throw some thoughts out. So uh, Monster Squad uh, holds <clears throat> a somewhat unique place. I saw it young. It came out in 87. I would have been about six years old. I cannot remember if I saw it when I was like eight or nine or or, or somewhere around there, but I saw it once. I saw it exactly once. And I did not see it in the theater. I saw it on uh, a a VHS release. um, And I remembered watching it as a kid, but it was hard to find past that. And then uh, a little more than a decade ago, I forget exactly when, maybe about, you know, 15-ish, 16-ish years ago. I can't remember exactly when it was released. An anniversary edition came out. And when the anniversary edition came out to DVD, I was like, oh my gosh, I I, kind of remember this movie. I I would really like to see this movie again. And so, you know, in in that way, I do sometimes occasionally with with very particular intersections like that, I I purchased it uh, without having watched it again. Um, And it seems to me it was so long ago that it seems to me it was before the days where like a streaming option was viable. Like, I don't think the streaming boom had kicked in when it did that. So it was the kind of things where I was like, I can go rent it somewhere or I can just purchase it and then just have it. And I chose to purchase it. Rewatched it. Uh, the, the, the biggest thing I remember about reconnecting with this film is I had, I remember that the same week that I bought it, I was texting <clears throat> with my now wife because she and I had just begun to kind of, we had known each other for a few years, but we had just begun to kind of grow fond of each other in a more serious way. And I remember texting her like, Hey, have you ever seen the monster squad? And it was one of our, for me, one of uh, the earliest endearments that I can remember where she was like, Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I totally owned that movie. I love that movie. Um, and that is one of the things that stands out for me about monster squad. Um, 
largely my feelings about the film are there are many, many things I love about the film. But honestly, if I'm being completely candid, I love what the film invites and invokes in me more than I love the interior of the film. I have profound affection for the Monster Squad. I think most of that is because of what it is pointing to in my own life and in its interiors than necessarily what it is precisely about, if that makes sense. Hmm. But that's, but that's my, that's my, Um, and kind of, okay, cool. Um, So one, I just uh, only nerds like you and I use language like this, but I really hope that when the time comes that my kid is expressing feelings for another person romantically, I can say, okay, so, so help me understand child of mine. Are you, uh, saying you are having uh, fondness for each other in a serious way. Is that how you would describe <laughs> what's happening to you? Because <laughs> you said that, I was like, hmm, that's a way to say we fell in love. Um, <clears throat> um, uh, so uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to get what I don't like out of the way because, okay. because okay. Abby submitted this in good faith. I want to receive it in good faith. Many people like this movie. This is I posted that I watched this movie. And if you if we're peers on yep. social media and you know when I post movies, I don't really offer editorial. I just say, hey, I watch this. Um right. a lot of people, your father-in-law included, um, mm-hmm. commented mm-hmm. on this favorably. So I want to honor the good faith and goodwill that people have for it. I had never seen this movie. I think there's a really good chance that when I was a wee lad, had I seen this movie. I would have responded quite favorably to it um in large part i feel pretty favorably to it with a couple of quick asterisks i gotta get out of the way yes listener this is 2022 43 year old nathan applying 2022 43 year old nathan brain to a 1987 movie that's pretty divorced from (laughs) conscientiousness um i hated the homophobic slurs up front I that was going to be on my that ain't right actually yeah um mm-hmm. i i really actively i it's surprising how here's the thing goonies which we know because me and you and vera all watched it and yeah. then talked about it yeah vera, vera. especially yeah um, vera, vera watched it like in front of us because <laughs> because i didn't want to let it off the hook and i even because you know we even talked about the body shaming that happens for chunk in that movie. Um, Mm -hmm. I like Shane black. Uh, I like Mm -hmm. him as a writer. Uh, I I was like, really, really, (laughs) really, this is what we're doing. We are literally calling this character fat kid. And that's kind of the sum of his identity. And there really is not, not anymore beyond that. So didn't love that as a, as um a, a person whose weight was used against them in pejorative and derogatory ways growing up um and my third so these are the just the main bullet points nathan disliked these things about this movie uh hated the homophobic slurs up front kind of surprises me just how strong they are um and and i'm thankful we're at least largely as a culture past those things being given a pass didn't love the extreme body shaming that happens to this poor kid in this movie. Uh, and third, I, I was really turned off by the like active blackmail. The older kid uses of the nude photo of the girl. I was like, this, this is not a, this is not a good look. So yes, these are 43 year old Nathan's 2022 brain applying a lens to this movie. Yes, sir. You in the hand. I'm going to keep this super brief. Um, yep. Fully agree with you about the slurs. I wrote it down. That was going to be on my dad. Ain't right. 
Uh, also, on my that ain't right is the photograph, the blackmail photograph. So yeah. I have, so I now have though no that ain't rights <laughs> because okay. you just mentioned because you, but that's okay. Uh, you've just mentioned them, so I'm just yes anding you. One thing I will say about the slurs is that thankfully they are pretty concentrated to the first ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, uh, that doesn't excuse sure. them, but I was thankful that they don't they don't continue. The only thing that you cited that I will at least defend for an inch is he has a really great moment at the end. I think it's a really great moment. I don't think it defends the fat shaming, but my name is Horace is an actual payoff moment that I genuinely like. And, and it, while it doesn't excuse the fat shaming, at least that part, unlike the other two has a sort of a payoff call out where he comes into his own and emerges past that. That is a bit, antithetical to the other two which i would largely agree with you just kind of are awful looks are and given don't a go anywhere yeah, yes yeah, and, yeah. and and don't go anywhere so i just wanted to interject that, that that's fair that's fair uh um to to nuance your nuance i think that would have been even stronger if someone was actually defending him the whole movie like that's not really oh sure sure, um, sure 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 yeah but anyway anyway d- I'm I'm actively trying to get past those because I don't want the flavor of my take on the movie to be uh, defined by these negative things, though I do think those are negative. Those things said, here's what I will say about Monster Squad is I didn't know what to expect. You hear, um, you know, kind of pseudo universal mashup kind of Goonies-esque thing. And sure. you see date on it. Uh, you're like, I don't know how this is going to go. But then Reed, you see Stan Winston. You're like, I think I might be in good hands. And Reed, <laughs> absolutely, this movie looks great. Oh, it's fantastic like, looking. Like yes. the expression. So, so I'm honestly not going to have a whole ton to say about this movie. Uh, but the things I have are, are I feel pretty strongly about, which is those negative things and this incredibly positive thing, which is daggum like that Frankenstein that. They call it Gilman or Frankenstein's monster. Uh, the the creature send up the Wolfman send the Wolfman's slightly questionable, but even then I can give it a pass because it still works. Like it's a yeah. little 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 clunky, but still kind of works. Dracula looks great. Um, the mummy looks fantastic. Oh, the mummy like, looks amazing. These look, I would I would pay to watch that some send up of this now. I'm like, please do that but kind of maybe maybe make it a little less low rent in terms of the rest of the production um sure and give me that because it looks fantastic i and it just a little bit like what i said with goonies of of the 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 live sets you know on location shooting sure Mm -hmm. like you see stuff like this and think dang um we really did know what we were doing didn't we like (laughs) there are masters of this kind of work you don't have to give me rubber band man cgi garbage uh, because the technology wasn't there, you know, and I'm right. I'm not saying the technology wasn't there for monster squad. I'm saying in Sam Raimi, Spider-Man one or Harry Potter in the, uh, uh sorcerer stone, like these CGI effects, uh, heck Legolas yeah. in, in one of the Lord of the Rings, like things that just, just the technology wasn't quite there. And so <laughs> right. but we did it anyway, you know, mm-hmm. because we could, you see something like this and you're like, nothing going to be wrong. There's a black hole that is clearly not really there, but the actual the effects that mattered mm-hmm. are fantastic and yeah. and 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 it and they aren't just phoned in characters either it works i was like when gilman comes out of the world like, 
Okay. Oh, oh, absolutely. Well, great. Yes, um, absolutely. So, so I, I want to champion that because it is, it's sure. not me giving lip service. This is incredibly well done. I was genuinely impressed and taken in by the, the, the visual palette. Yeah. I, to, to piggyback on that, the, this rendition. So the classic universal monsters motif has been in largely speaking, when they do an update of Dracula, it might invoke a little bit of the universal monsters, but it's going it, to, it, it's not going to be as flavorful as Bella Lugosi's Dracula, or even some of the other uh, folks who played Dracula, like John Carradine in some of the other universal monster movies. But um, what I love about this, I would say that exact same statement about all of the universal monsters, which of course I love. We ran through them in the early days of the fog, but I just so adore, like I'm just championing right alongside you. Like this visual representation of each of those characters is wonderful. There are some individual shots that I'm like, holy cow, that Dracula, it just looked like the presence just looks really, really strong. Gilman looks genuinely kind of frightening. I love the Frankenstein look. Uh, the mummy is just amazing. I actually, I actually dig the Wolfman. He's got that elongated face, that kind of widened sure. out yeah. face. It's just like, a little I, different I, look than than other representations sure, sure. sometimes, and and unlike the others, has a little bit of uncanny valley to it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just, I, I think that I think it's so, so great. And just God, I love the concept of this. Like, I, I, I wrote this down. I said honestly, this fills, and maybe this is what Shane Black was doing. Who knows? I said, this film feels like it was somebody like a clever piece of fan fiction. Somebody was like, I love the Universal Monsters. I'm right. going to put them all in a film and I'm going to have them uh, be taken down by a bunch of kids. I'm going to call those kids uh, the Monster Squad. Like it, it feels very like on paper, it feels very fan fiction and like fan fiction was given a really good budget. But to your point, when you got somebody at the helm doing your effects like Stan freaking Winston... Like that man just knows what he's doing and it gives it a sheen that elevates visually yeah. speaking for sure. Uh, maybe even in other ways elevates the material. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, I just, I do yeah. want to at least momentarily give credit. I referenced Shane black. You referenced Shane black. He, at least according to IMDb, he and Fred Decker, the director wrote it together. So don't want to take away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A fair, solo fair. enterprise there. But, um, uh, you know, what's really funny is a uh, fun little trivial bit here. Tom Noonan, the actor who portrays Frankenstein's monster in this. And, mm -hmm. and, and I love, I just love, like they just lean in. It's like, no, let's do kind of the warm heartfelt. Let's, let's deliver misunderstood on, monster. Yeah. Let's deliver on the thematic promise of the original kind of universal expression. Um, so it's a real heartwarming. He's even sent by dracula to kill the kids but just yeah. you know kind of ingratiates himself and Won't specifically do it. with yeah. i think phoebe is the little girl's name but yeah. um tom noonan that actor uh humorously in one of the most haunting episodes ever of x-files that's called paper hearts and uh he mm. plays this I struggle even say these phrases but this child molester who you know kind of murders children too it, it's a very haunting episode um and and he plays that character and so that is what i knew him as primarily oh, wow. once i started getting into his career post 
my experience of exile so it's just really lovely seeing him in this role of like oh yeah. well, good good yeah good. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> take care That's of those awesome. kids you know i love <laughs> the i love the wink they give and it's not even a wink it's a mug uh of him walking up upon phoebe at the bank of the oh absolutely body of water which is you know mm-hmm. clearly a reference to that so so no there's there's a you referenced dracula i love early on there's a shot that's that's just better than it should be like okay yeah Mm -hmm. this stuff's good when the lightning flashes and it's a skeletal face it's just a momentary thing there's a really great moment there um well i know i robbed them from you i i do have a couple (laughs) on my list so my apologies for that you can repeat no that's okay uh, no, but it is the time of the time of the show where we talk about the things that aren't just wrong, but of which might be said. That ain't right. That ain't sure as hell ain't right um can i go first you can so because so sincerely this is this is the struggle that i have with the that ain't rightness that we sometimes do so the deliberate things that i wrote down for that ain't right are the things that i would sit with you about that we've already gone into depth about that it's like i don't like that the the, the, the very overt homophobic slurs near the beginning of it that have not aged well to say the least um, the blackmailing, even some of the language around like uh, virginity and stuff like that towards the end, that entire plot line, those things I would cite as genuine. That ain't rights for me. The thing that uh, that that anything that I would normally pose as a that ain't right, like the grotesqueness of certain things. And I'm not going to steal anything from you in case you're going to cite some things, but monstrosities in this film are some of my favorite parts of the movie. So it was sure. one of those things where it's like, those were the only things I had to cite were these, you know, very 80s centric, wrong then, wrong now kind of approaches to these kinds of subjects and kind of uh, material. Um, but the the monster stuff, even some of the more gruesome stuff, I'm like, man, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, then I'm like, I can't yeah. give it a, that ain't right. Cause I'm like, that's so awesome. So anyway, but that concludes my, I'm just going to reiterate the things that I said earlier. That was all I had. To no, you're good. Um, I would say of the monstrosity things that that did, was actually a bit that ain't right is Dracula mid transformation. Once he's shot, that's that's pretty nasty. Mm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's probably about as actively gross as it gets. But uh, uh, I'll, I'll rattle off real quick. So unrelated to the monsters is is it Richie? Is that the older kid? No, Rudy, um, Rudy, Rudy. Yeah. Um, uh, when Rudy, the character is like smoking a cigarette in his bedroom like this is so the 80s were disgusting you know? <laughs> are why so do we nasty. why do we idolize that time for? Uh, anyway the the last one i want to throw out to your point most of the monster stuff is just it's honestly it's pretty badass um it's pretty fun so this yeah. is not a that ain't right shouldn't have happened this is a that ain't right more like a <laughs> and it's when uh police daddy drops dynamite down wolfman's oh my gosh you know little pouch and shoves him out the window and he bursts um dynamite down the pants and he exploded and i was like okay (laughs) that is a set piece (laughs) like i was just genuinely impressed um, with 
with dad's efforts and how successful, at least momentarily he was in those efforts. So that would be my final, yep. that ain't right for the monster squad. Uh, that has been the part of the show where we talk about things that aren't just wrong, but I wish might be said that ain't right. That sure as hell ain't right. Um, this is a film. What's man. What's really fun about this movie is when I was, when I was queuing it up and I've seen this film maybe five or six times now, got to shout it out. There's a wonderful documentary called Wolfman's Got Nards. Uh, <laughs> I watched it actually. We, we all, we kind of made it, our, our family kind of made an event of it. Uh, Monster Squad is much beloved in my, not only my immediate household, but in my extended household. And we made something of an event of my wife and, and my son and I were up at her parents' place. And we watched this documentary called Wolfman's Got Nards. And it's, it's uh, all about like the fandom that grew around the monster <laughs> squad and everything. And it's just, um, it, it, it's really, uh, it's, it's a wonderful documentary. If you're a fan of this film and have not seen that documentary, prioritize it because it's, it's well worth your time. Sorry, it's very nostalgic. It <laughs> it's called Wolfman's Got Nards. Yeah. Citing that, you know, what's really, really funny is fun. that is when I say I posted this on social media and everybody, chimed in like mm-hmm. basically just from all sectors of my peer group people would just be like wolfman's got nards like <laughs> it's a great line clearly, it's one of the most yeah this is uh this is what people know of the monster <laughs> squad <laughs> it's such a memorable line though it's like it's really funny because he's so like oh no does wolfman have nards oh wolfman's got nards like it's just it, it's just funny plus i don't remember any other place where i've ever heard them called nards i just think that's funny um huh. but yeah but yeah um but I think the thing that I loved about this, even when I was watching it, like the tongue in cheek humor that the film has really at every turn. Like I love the opening credit scrawl, the, the, the opening text where it's this bright red letters and it's saying like, oh, they had the opportunity to vanquish evil for good. Space, 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 space. And it's like they blew it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was like, fun. Yeah. It's uh, and, and I remember like even just this most recent viewing. I didn't take a ton of deliberate notes because honestly, like I just get sucked into this movie. Like I, I, it's, it's just a really fun popcorn style kitty sort of flick. Again, there's some stuff we, we showed it to our son. Uh, I think either last year or a couple of years ago, within the last couple of years. And it just had more things in it that, that you know, made us look at each other like, go, like, forgot about that line. I'm like, oh, you know, for, <laughs> forgot about that moment. Yeah, um, modern nards. <laughs> but you know, um, like, it's a biological phenomenon unique to the Wolfman, son. Never ask me it. again. <laughs> that, that, that is all. We shall never speak of this again. Um, but, uh, but no, I mean, I, I, there's just for me, there's an almost in, inescapable charm to to this film. Uh, I said earlier on, like. I'm not going to dig my heels in on like, oh, super clever script. Although I do think it has a pretty clever script, but I'm not going to dig my heels in because the script has some conveniences, but I just, I love little moments like the one kid whose name I can't remember, but the one kid is just like, dear army, send, you know, army guys, they're monsters or send help. That read is Eugene. Eugene. Okay. So, but when he's, it was just a simple little like, and the army shows up at the end. Yeah. They're like, hey, you know, we have to address him directly. (laughs) It's so great. That was great. Um, 
So, so there's just those, you know, those fun. That's when I, when I say, and I say it endearingly, like I mean it endearingly. Yeah. When I say this is like a, like a lovely piece of fan fiction that somebody just gave a budget to and they're like, let's just do that. Like that's what it feels like. And oddly enough, it works. Like it yeah. really kind of works in, uh, in that vibe where you're just like, yeah, you just want to throw all the monsters together and have them, you know, it's like you barely, you, 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 you put together this, loosely threaded little oh there's an amulet that's pure good and dracula's kind of trying to destroy it and like wait how does the portal work and where do they go and why is van helsing back all of a sudden choking yeah. out dracula Don't ask you those know? questions no exactly the film is not inviting you to think about it deeply it's inviting you to be like oh my god look at that shot where they're all together yeah. it's so fun you know that's what it wants and and it so works on that level it works uh-huh. so well you know, you, you use this phrase, cool shot or whatever. You are right. Like this film has a few weaknesses that weigh down the entire thing, but what it does well, it does so doggone well. And there, what I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 I use this sort of language a few minutes ago. Like there's moments that are kind of better than they should be for Hmm. for the general flavor of the piece in other words yeah a little bit a little bit kitty level like you know uh, came out in 87 you know uh uh, six seven eight nine ten year olds of that era just oh oh, whoa my (laughs) dracula and the wolfman you know Mm -hmm. um like they they could have phoned it in but they Mm -hmm. didn't and one of the most kind of just moving shots in the entire dang thing that is that that really signals that the people making this kind of get some of these creatures and characters better than a lot of more prestige style mm. iterations that shot and i sent you a, a screen a text of it. i just took a picture of it i was so freaking moved by it the shot of Frankenstein's monster and the the array of kids on either side of him with the little dog trailing with them just kind of backlit by the sunset like yeah it is absurdly lovely like yeah I don't love this movie really quite is. enough to do this but it's the kind of thing I'd be like hey we can we find a print of that somewhere because it's sure. so gorgeous yeah. and so so like emblematic of what we love so much in what we do here you know, mm, so I was mm-hmm. very keenly like, wow, I am impressed with what you've just done there. Like it, this is, this is far lovelier, this, this little five seconds than yeah. the kind of movie requires. I'll frame it that way. Yeah. It's not no, that the movie yeah. couldn't use it. It's not the movie doesn't deserve it. It's like the movie doesn't require how well that looks. Mm-hmm. Well, and I will say this hard pivot and probably won't linger here very long. It is it is not going to surprise anybody that there's probably that there's not a ton to gleam thematically speaking from this very linear sort of popcorn flick. But what you just highlighted, what there is there that at least I gleamed from is rooted in a moment like that scene, because I think about you, you get the monsters together. They're summoned. Dracula kind of represents, you know, the the head honcho, the master. He's the one that's like, OK, the boss. This, he's the boss, right? And 
Gilman and Mummy are kind of just doing their thing. They don't really Lackeys. have. <laughs> 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 okay, henchmen. So, so, but Gilman and Mummy don't really have personalities that flavor beyond their personas, you know. So, so they're just kind of doing their thing. But specifically, you got Frankenstein's monster, who they shorthand as Frankenstein. They even call it out in the film, smartly enough, where it's like, is Frankenstein the monster or is it the guy? Well, it's the guy. Um, but then they still shorthand him, the, the, the monster, sure. as Frankenstein. But then you have the Wolfman, who is actively trying in his human form to undermine the efforts that Dracula is trying to put forth. You know, he calls the cop to warn him and he's actively trying to prevent what's happening. Like, lock me up. I'm going to, I'm going to change, you know, I'm going to turn. And I think rooted in that shot, that absolutely wonderful shot of just Frankenstein's monster and these half his size kids walking into the sunset, uh, you know, up that street, that that is just, I think the richness of, what there is in this film, which again, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> posing a let's unpack this deeply thematic theme in, or, you know, this deeply thematic uh, consideration in monster squad. But what there is there is that some monsters uh, actually are only so because they've kind of been thrust into this position and they can actively choose a different position. And again, specifically rooted in Frankenstein's monster, I get a little, you know, it, it tugs at the heartstrings when well, he's saying goodbye to Phoebe in the black hole thing. Yeah, oh, you're beautiful. You're, you're sitting on. That. Well, yeah, I, I, I want to uh, empower your expression there. And then I also want to challenge something you said. One, I mean, read it is. Um, I said it about 30 minutes ago. I get accused of hyperbole sometimes. This is not me trying to be hyperbolic. It's apocalyptic. It is the lion and the yeah. lamb lying down together. Like mm. th- th- it, it is those who should be at odds finding common cause. Um, yeah. So while I think that might be a too, too rich a brush, I don't know that that's entirely true. Where I'm going to challenge you a little bit is finding that there might be less here than you know is is readily on on offer and and it is fair to say that the monster squad is a movie that isn't that interested in deeper richer themes uh what we do here is decide hey not sure if you are interested in this movie but here's what you got i'll let yeah, you know sure mm, yeah. and something that just a half a dozen years and almost 300 standard episodes into something like the fear of God has trained me to find and see and, and appreciate and take, take shelter in, um, is what I wrote down thematically is about these kids and, or about people to whom this would apply that those most attuned to the monstrous are the ones most capable of discerning it in the real. Mm. It's these kids. Come on now who who find a common love of that which is creepy spooky monstrous uh transgressive even a little bit like yeah off off the beaten path are the ones whose radars are most attuned that when true threat is present in the form of monstrosity 
I mean, I think about this all the time, Reed, like, don't get me wrong. I don't want to thrust my children into like, oh, let's watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 12 year old Reed did it at five, you know, like, like I'm not that young when I saw that one still. (laughs) Okay. Six and a half. Um, (laughs) You know, they're not there, but I do think about this sometimes. Like I, I don't, I don't need you to, to swim deep in these waters per se, but there is some exposure therapy to you, you know, your, here, my writing that sentence down, those most attuned to the monsters, the ones most capable of turning the real read in my Facebook feed right now is memory or in my memory Facebook, which is, you know, a whole other creepy nature to how Facebook wants to monetize my, my memories. Okay. Whatever. That's just weird. But <laughs> speaking for myself, it's not hard sometimes when you know how to f- see these things in our media and pop culture to be like, Hey, it's right. Friggin there. Yeah. Right. Right. This is that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not calling myself a prophet. I'm simply saying the stuff of story that we thought somehow we convinced ourselves was relegated to solely story is there because it's an image. It's an impression. It's a shadow on a cave saying, it's real. Yeah. And right yeah. there, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm smarter than you. I'm saying I know how to spot it because yeah. X and Y like, yeah. And, 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 and why I bring up the Facebook memories thing is, is because it's putting in my face, these comments of six years ago of people out in the wild who are like, Oh, you know, why would you say that about clearly a godly man? It's like, well, Clearly you haven't watched enough horror fella. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay. Really? Like I'm I, I and 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 don't get me wrong, I am speaking of individual persons, but I'm also speaking of powers and principalities and systems and representations of powers and principalities in the world exemplified in individual persons, right? And yeah. I'm not saying, hey, if you just watch a bunch of horror, you're going to be savvy when it comes to it. I am saying if you if you make yourself aware of this cultural thread, that of horror type storytelling, mm-hmm. and then you decide, let me gather some people who like this stuff too, and are thoughtful and considerate and compassionate and beautiful, lovely people who just like this stuff and know how to engage it appropriately and responsibly right. together, we are going to form a monster squad that's able to say, holy shit, look at that. It is there. It's right here. Hey guys, Man. I don't know if y'all are seeing this, but that's what's happening, which is harkens back read to your last week represent last week note in our patron segment about Halloween. When Can I pause you? you s- yes. Uh, finish that statement, but don't go too far down the Halloween path. You'll understand why in about 15 seconds. Yeah. Cause, cause I'm going to steal your thunder, which is just to say that people who don't want you watching this stuff and engaging this stuff, it's often because they want to be able to control you. They don't really know that. Yeah. Right. Right. But that's what it is. It's not, you might dabble with Satan. It's well, let me make sure I know what you're consuming. Mm. Sorry. No, no, no apologies. I apologize for cutting you off. My energy was building like a, like a black hole cyclone. It was sucking in all of your words yeah. and it was just, everything and I, was flying and like Frankenstein. It. I was just and drifting like, away no, from you and you're like, no, no, you know? So first of all, thank you. And I say this 
with utmost sincerity. Thank you. Like we're the monster squad. Like, I love it. Like that, this is, this is us. I love the simplicity with which you said those who are most familiar with this and are, are most readily able to spot and discern it. I did share, and this is why I jumped in and, and, and mm-hmm. kind of stopped you. I was kind of waiting because last week's patron segment, for listeners who did not hear that, uh, last week's patron segment, I mentioned that I had seen a, a, a notable amount of anti-Halloween sentiment in my social media feeds among almost exclusively religious individuals who uh, were very alarmed and and had deeply held feelings about that. And I saw uh, from some people that I otherwise wouldn't have thought expressed this, I, I saw some <clears throat> things on social media where they were really drilling down on like, no, 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 you can't, you can't be a Christian and celebrate Halloween. You can't love, you know, all this death and grotesque and, uh, and, 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 and love Jesus. Like some of the sentiments were literally that harsh. Now I didn't engage it on social media because social media is a cesspool of wasted time. So I did not, I did not comment back on that. Um, unless you're in the fog Facebook group, cause we have a lovely time together and we all enjoy uh, these things together. But, um, I didn't engage that argument, that debate. What I did instead was a healthier thing. This is why my energy was booming, is I just wrote it down myself. I wrote down what I would love to say to them. I just did not post it. I didn't. And so I wrote down, like, these are my thoughts on this. And I just didn't share it on social media because I didn't want to get into an argument. I didn't think it would be well-received. And I was like, no, but this is, this is my consideration. So perhaps... In, in the spirit that you are offering here towards the Monster Squad and, and the idea of discerning the darkness so that you can better recognize it when it approaches, I'm going to read exactly what I wrote. It is very brief, uh, but I'm going to read exactly what I wrote, and that might be my final thought on the Monster Squad, if you'll permit me. May I? I mean, I know I'm kind, of bully, I'm kind of bullying you into it, but okay. Here's what I, here's what I wrote in response to the avalanche of anti-Halloween sentiment that I saw. I wrote this on Halloween. And this was very, uh, very much my sort of heart set around these kinds of thoughts. Uh, My monster squad credo, if you will. I wrote, I've never been very afraid of the dark. That's true. Not because I believed I had any authority over the darkness, nor because I thought that darkness shouldn't be taken seriously. But while I won't argue for or against Halloween's value or its damage to the imagination, I can say with rather strong confidence that a devil made out of plastic and fabric is far less dangerous than the one who comes disguised as an ally of heaven, bearing with them the intentions of hell. And I know a whole lot of people who vigorously warn others about the former while turning around and vigorously shaking hands proudly with the latter. If I'm being candid, I think the principalities and powers need us to stay scared of plastic and fabric. So that when they come to us speaking our language and promising our heart's desire, we won't see them for what they are. Now, I won't deny anyone the fervor of their convictions, but I can't recall a single individual I know for whom Halloween did them any harm. While I know far too many people who were very deeply, sometimes fatally wounded by those with the intentions of hell who came calling in the name of the Lord. And that, that ends my little statement and sentiment. I had nowhere to share that because that was just an expulsion of my thoughts just on my phone notepad. It was like, um, it was like the internet just dropped dynamite down your drawers and shoved you out the window. <laughs> <laughs> 
exactly, exactly. And uh, and I wanted to, you know, and and I wanted to, yeah. I wanted to express a thing where I was just like, no, that's and and you said it and articulated it spontaneously, uh, just a, in just as lovely a way. But I'm just like, yeah, that's those who those who I love the way you said it. That just like who gather together like-minded people who are able to sort of you know formulate a community about that. Like we become the monster squad. And then we can see it and we, and, and, and we do recognize it's like, okay, yeah, <laughs> you, uh, the things that, the, the, the ways that we can get tricked, the ways that we can get deceived is not going to be, I believe, by powers and principalities coming, us, coming at us with big, dark, spooky, grotesque, nasty things. No. It's going to come to us disguised as friend disguised as oh i'm you know i'm on your side or whatever and uh the monster squad is going to be able to go nah. i mean i know we'd keep using the language of the film but the monster you squad said it like a three stooge there but it's like you know they are more apt to be able to look at that and be like mm, no i don't no i don't i, I don't think uh, that that's what we're dealing with here i see a monster in my closet you know, I see. Well, I and, see and never is our never is it our interest to make light of legitimate concern, fear, worry, anxiety sure. in the world. Absolutely, absolutely. But even recently, we almost are. Other than the rain, our trick or treating was almost circumvented because a member of the party uh, had sort of bought the social media torrent about drugs in your candy. Wow. Okay. And I'm naming that thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing in the real that I'd say, no, 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 stop. Mm-hmm. It's not. Someone's trying to make you afraid. Yeah. Did this happen somewhere at some time, possibly more than once, possibly recently? Sure. Do you need to be concerned about this tonight in the community you live in? No, let's no, go. Have fun. Yeah. But the point Absolutely. being these, and that this almost illustrates a bigger point. It has gotten to where it's just hard to even know if your candy is actual candy. Don't get me wrong. Candy is terrible for you. <laughs> is it laced with Lord? I can't even opiates. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Are there, forces pushing that sure that messaging yeah but think how dumb and innocuous that is and now scale it up yeah of course i mean read <laughs> today's election day when we're recording and i was just mm-hmm. reading some stuff today about uh some he was a russian official basically boasting about the degree of disinformation they're they're pumping in right now mm. Wow. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And you know, when you when when you're attuned to the monstrous, you're capable of seeing it. It's absolutely. It, I don't even love the movie. And we know all this. You know this. Five years ago, listeners know this, but it's they live. Mm. It's they live. Mm-hmm. It's put yeah. your glasses on. They're right there in front of you. I'm not yeah. saying everyone's out to get you i am saying because of the work we do i'm a little better at spotting it yeah 
I mean, I, I'll take that. I'll take that. And I won't, I won't qualify it that like, you know, I, I, uh, final, final statement. I swear. Then we're going to move to the fog meter is I cited on Ash versus evil dead when we ran through that whole series and talked about towards the end of it with Ash being sort of uniquely tailored to dispel the deadites. And we cited uh, the biblical narrative of David being out in the field, having killed a lion, having killed a bear. So then when he's confronted by Goliath and a multitude of other trained soldiers are frozen in their tracks, he's like, I know how to fight that thing. I know how to, I know, I know how to do that. I mean, it, the, the, the principle is there. It works. Embrace it with confidence and affection and discernment and a healthy self-awareness. But, but yeah, I, I will unabashedly embrace that. Yeah, I, I, I think possibly I am able to recognize monstrous things otherwise disguised uh, as, as uh, benevolent simply because I've <laughs> got a lot of monsters dancing yeah. around in my imagination and I know what they right. look like and smell like and I know how they behave. And, uh, and I do think uh, that, that the Monster Squad is uniquely suited uh, to, to be able to. And I consider our, our foggers, our fogaweeners, uh, and, and our broader <laughs> fog community to be, uh, you know, we're, 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 we're not going to change the name of the show, but we're the Monster nope. Squad. I love it. You know, so that's that does my heart good. My my heart is warmed. Monster squatters, I, I love it. I love it. Um, you want to go to the fog meter on ye old monster squad from Fred Decker? It. All right, so Ted Decker. Uh, no, Fred. Ted's the no, author. Te- Ted Decker the is the uh, yeah. yeah the the Christian thriller Christian. novelist. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah, Fred Decker. Um. Fear and God. Uh. Our fog meter. Um. I will go first on fear. It's it's. I mean, we showed it to my preteen kid. Uh, it's it's not a terribly nightmarish film. There's some there's some shots in it that are kind of like whoa, okay, uh, but uh, it's not a terribly grisly film. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna split the but man. It's just got some wonderful monsters in it, and I want to give it fear thing just because mm-hmm. it's got these wonderful monsters in it. So I'm gonna split the difference and give it a five, not for its nightmare, but I'm just like almost no fear. It would be a ten on monster design, so I'm gonna split the difference and give it a five. What would you give it for fear? I'll join you there. All right. Anything less feels uh, mean spirited. So yeah. Okay. Uh, what would you give it for God meter? Uh, a three. Um, okay. I think whatever richness is there is kind of just on the face of it, and they don't mine it a whole lot. We yeah. are suitably equipped to take mm-hmm. pleasure out of the concept and then run farther with. The, the ideas of it i would agree uh for nearly the same logic that i did on the fear measurement that like hey there's an idea there that gives me a lot of energy but the film doesn't is, isn't really after that idea uh so i'm gonna give it a five um and uh and so in that same ex- almost the exact same spirit in which you just unpacked that that means that we give the monster squad directed by fred decker a four and a half out of ten on the old fog meter uh, before we go to recommendations, I will cite that somewhat to my sadness, Fred Decker directed two films like back to back. He directed right before the Monster Squad. He directed Night of the Creeps, which if you haven't seen Night of the Creeps, it's wonderful. It's a fantastic little 80s chiller. Um, so and and those were like the only two things he directed. Huh. <laughs> it's 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 really wild. So Night of the Creeps, which is fantastic. Monster Squad, which I think is fantastic. I'll lead with recommendations and pivot to you. Of course, I recommend the Monster Squad. Like, 
you know, note the things that are of the time, wrong then, wrong now, and have a whole lot of fun. Pop a big bucket of popcorn and enjoy this 82-minute little uh, fun romp through Monsterville. Uh, I highly recommend Monster Squad. What say you on recommendations, Nathan? Yes, my energy won't be quite as high as yours. I do think there's a world where had I seen this at a younger and or much younger age, I would have mm-hmm. glommed onto it a lot more. As it is, sure. I really appreciate its uh, uh, aesthetic, its energy, sure. what it's kind of after and largely hits. So yeah, I recommend it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that means uh, that we're done talking about the Monster <laughs> Squad. Abby, uh, thank you so much, Abby, for submitting for us. Yes. This was a wonderful excuse for me to get to watch this movie again which i always love um and uh thank you very very much for giving us the chance to talk about it hopefully enjoyed the conversation hopefully all of you listeners enjoyed this conversation next week we're going to be going to another one uh uh, we're going to be you know sort of rounding down this year until we get to uh the looming episode 300 we're going to be rounding things down with these submissions we received uh on this year's fogaween uh, we received like a dozen plus submissions. We're only going to be able to get to five or six of them this year. But next week, what we're going to be doing is we are going to be going to a film by Oz Perkins, a fascinating filmmaker. And it's a film that perhaps many of you have seen because it's been sort of in the atmosphere for a while. A film called The Black Coat's Daughter. Um, a very interesting film. I'm very curious to hear what kind of conversation we have about it. It's a, It's a... Yeah, uh, that's as much as I'll say right now. But next week, we are going to The Black Coat's Daughter, directed by Oz Perkins, continuing our Fogawiener's series. As we say on every episode, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end of the conversation. And in that spirit, we encourage you to fear nothing else and be on your way rejoicing. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you, listeners. We will see you next week. Turns out, Wolfman's got arms. <laughs> see you guys. Bye. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end of the conversation. And you can continue the conversation in a variety of ways. Start by visiting thefearofgodpodcast.com for links to our social media and episode archive, essays, merchandise, and more. If you love what we do, consider becoming a patron by visiting patreon.com slash thefearofgodpodcast, where you will unlock exclusive bonus episodes, extended standard episodes, online events, and so much more. Special thanks to Jacob Hunt of TracerMatula.com for our artwork. Our assortment of talented musicians, Andrew Nelson, the Island Family, and Jackson Harper for our varied show tunes. And to Lee Wright and Reed Lackey for our theme music. Special thank you also to Tyler Smith at MoreThanOneLesson.com. Lastly, be sure to subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice. And if you listen to us through Apple Podcasts, we would greatly appreciate a rating and a review. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.